and I've been going through some issues in the last couple years, and I sat with a dear friend. She's an 80-year-old woman that loves Jesus. She's a faithful listener of the show, and she knows my heart in terms of what we share here. And I was able to just sit with her for hours. I turned my phone off. I was like, let's make sure the kids, oh my goodness, can't reach me. The time I spent, really, it felt that even though we were sitting face to face, it felt like I was at her feet in my mind. I was like, my goodness, my soul needs this. And she's listening to my story, shares three nuggets with me based on my story. So not only is she like encouraging me, but she first takes the time to like validate me, listen to me in terms of who are you? So it was just amazing. And I'm saying that because we talk about mentorship here. But the three nuggets she shared, she said, when you feel inadequate, reread your story. Number two, change the perspective of the ideal. And my favorite of all was number three when she said, don't let people take your golden apples. She said, be like the Lord. And instead of having people take away, give it away, be generous. And that released me and helped me deal with guilt. By the end of the three hours, I kind of like unpacked on the way home. I almost cried like, oh my gosh, what the Lord did. So yeah, it was three nuggets. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, I have to share this because I know I'm not the only one. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is just hit that subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Do you guys value or have you had mentors throughout your life? Not many. No? No, no. What about you, Brian? I've had a handful that uh, I didn't seek out, but they made a huge difference for me. And it wasn't until I got in radio that it really happened for me, but I had a couple of guys who were willing to invest in me personally and professionally far above uh, the call of duty. And it made a huge difference for me. And I call them mentors in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to talking to you guys because I know uh, mentorship is something we talk a lot about. And I don't know, Brian, if you've struggled even in the different seasons it seems like it's easier to get a mentor when you're a young Christian mm-hmm. than like where we're at now. Because either Are you other people, we're old then, or? no, well, no, older. <laughs> Has that been a struggle for you yeah. with, especially with teens and the complexities of life, and people are busy and. Yeah. And feeling a little bit more and more isolated. Have you felt that? Oh, big time. Especially as the kids have gotten older, isolation sets in, I think, for anybody. It's harder and harder to form new friendships, have people speak into your life. Because once you hit a certain point, I think people just think that you've got it figured out. Yes, that's what it is. I was just, I was talking to a friend of mine in, in the summertime, and we were talking about this particular struggle. And she's in ministry too, full-time ministry. And she's like, people look at me, and even when I share my struggles, they'll walk away and be like, no, you got this. Because they assume you're in ministry, you've been a Christian for a long time, like, you got it. And I'll pray for you. And she's like, can you help me? It's almost like you're drowning. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and that was my feeling. I've been sharing it. For months here on the radio, and mm-hmm. 
and I've been going through some issues in the last couple of years and teens have a way of like, if you're drowning, kind of pulling your leg underneath and like, let's drown <laughs> you a little more. And last weekend, I was just wrestling with the Lord. And then yesterday, I sat with a dear friend. She's an 80-year-old woman that loves Jesus. She's a faithful listener of the show, and she knows my heart in terms of what we share here. And I was able to just sit with her for hours. I turned my phone off. I was like, let's Whoa. make sure the kids, oh my goodness, can't mm-hmm. reach me. The time I spent at really, it felt that even though we were sitting face to face, it felt like I was at her feet in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, my soul needs this. So I sat with an 80-year-old woman who's a dear friend and loves the show. And I was just so refreshed. First, let me just stop and say, I, I'm not a dad, so I can't speak on your side. I just know that as a mom, sometimes you just want to feel like a kid. Like you mm-hmm. want, you're so used to caring and like, did you eat and are you, did you sleep and all that? And so I had this appointment with her and she texted me during the show yesterday and was like, I know you haven't eaten. Like, hello, I asked that question. <laughs> she, I know you haven't eaten. So when you get here, I'll have lunch for you. <laughs> Just that. I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> Good weird. Yeah, yeah, good weird. So then I get there, and, like, my lunch is on her table already. And mm. the, like, fruit and water and all oh, You probably could have just that. cried and right so, there. Yes. <laughs> and so while we're talking, she's making my hot sandwich. Oh, that. I could have just gone home and been like, I am blessed. Thank you. <laughs> it was amazing. So we're sitting there. We talked for hours. And I walked away with three nuggets of wisdom that I was just like, this is a game changer. Especially after the kind of weekend I had last weekend. I was, I, I, I've told you things in my house that slow down. Everybody is out of activities except for people that can, like, bike ride. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time, especially on the weekends at home. Yeah. And that's a big deal because, like, we've been doing piano for more than 10 years, and piano's paused. So the Lord has just been pouring into me the last couple months. And last weekend in particular was special because there's something about being weary and being tired and feeling discouraged. And maybe it's a way of the Lord kind of waking us up. And so I've shared my feelings of inadequacy with the listening family and with you guys. And so last weekend I sat and I I was like, you know what? Let me, I know there are people in the Bible because I've read of them before that had these feelings. So I went back and I read about Moses in that moment when he was like, um, send somebody else. Like, yeah. like, like why he me? He tried really hard to get God to pick somebody yes. else. Yes. Gideon. When I was on Pause for Prayer, I did a whole Pause for Prayer on it. And, well, they're not recorded, but just Mm -hmm. my secret about Pause for Prayer, it was literally things I was going through. (laughs) So when I'm writing about Gideon and Pause for Prayer, it was like, hello, like this is me. It was all me. So Mm -hmm. I read about him again. And when he said, I'm the least of my clan, like, and the common thread was that the Lord would answer and and said, I'm going with you. And I stopped. I'm at my kitchen table, and I was like, it was like, you know when you feel like life zooms in, like everything around you, and you know there's a lot of things around you when you have six kids. It was like silent in my soul, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I've been feeling like he sends me alone. I've been feeling like he gives me the assignment, whether it's motherhood, ministry, and he says, okay, go. And I realized 
No, he's telling yeah. me I'm going with you. He's like you. waving in the window. Have Hello? a great time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I've been, I, that was my spiritual wrestling last weekend. So when I sit with my 80-year-old friend, it was like, hello, were you there? Like, were you <laughs> listening to my soul last weekend? Like, what yeah. is going on? So it's all very, it felt surreal, but we're believers. And so God, the, everything's on purpose and everything's intentional. And so with me going through these feelings and not feeling adequate as a mom and and feeling like the next assignment that the Lord has in front of me, like, I'm not ready. Like, what? And it brings me back to, before I share the first nugget, something that was uh, that God put in my heart years ago. When the Lord, I knew the Lord was calling me to something. He calls everybody. But I knew where the Lord was calling me years ago, like when I was, before I got married. So when he asked me to stay home with my kids, that made no sense to me. Because I was just like, wait, hold up. That doesn't line up with the plan, like I'm in charge. And so I wrestled with Ron Hollis, my mentor for years. And one of the things I heard in that season was what Ruth Graham told Ann Graham Lotz, who stayed home with her babies. And she was frustrated because she was, she felt like she was called for more. And I know that being a mom is more, but Mm. you have that as a, as a human being, like, you know, we're humans, we're, we're, we're flawed. And so she felt like, what? I'm going to be at home. And she felt bored and frustrated. And her mom said, don't waste your time in the wilderness. That I held on to that for years. Well, now the wilderness, like now it's like, okay, you're done. Let's go. That's what I feel with the Lord. And now I'm like, what? The wilderness gets comfortable. <laughs> There's a reason oh. why they stay there 40 years. You don't realize that. When you're mm-hmm. walking in, you're like, what? I'm ready to go. Wilderness? It gets comfortable. I realized and so and now, for when you, it, like when he's calling, it's like coming here, but basically being on the radio is yes. here, get out of the wilderness and go. Yes. Yeah. And mentally, even though 16 years ago, if you would have told me, oh no, come do the morning show, I would have been like, yeah, let's go. 16 years ago. Now I've been in my spiritual wilderness where the Lord has used that. But now I'm like, wait, hold on. The kind of like the people of Israel. Like, well, the wilderness, like mentally, I am the wilderness. Like I am the stay-at-home mom in sweats in front of the sink. So it's difficult to kind of be prepared and feel adequate for the next season. And so that's, again, she must have been hearing my soul on the weekend. The first nugget she gave me was when, when you, you feel inadequate, reread your story. By the end of the three hours, it was amazing, I kind of like unpacked on the way home. I almost cried like. Wow, almost cried. That's a lot for you. Almost on my way home. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what the Lord did. So yeah, it was three nuggets. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, I have to share this because I know I'm not the only one that feels this. And so I told you the first one was that she told me when When you you feel inadequate, reread your story. Hmm. And so her point was, Everything you've been to, been through, because she asked me, we went all the way back to, when did you get to this country? And what happened? Do you remember New York? And why did you move to Rhode Island? Every, like everything. <laughs> and so by this time, she's telling me everything you told me about and all the details in between. God used all of that for this next assignment he has for you. And then she stopped me and said, don't compare yourself. He doesn't want 
other people. They have their own stories, their own strengths and weaknesses. He wants you for today, for this next moment, and everything you said you went through is in you, preparing you for this next moment. And I forgot, you and I were talking about off air, like God is so intentional. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's it's obvious. I'm just saying there are times in life where you act like he's like, oh wait, hold on, wait, I got this assignment here. Like it's on the fly. <laughs> and that's not the case. No. But we get uh, what happens to me is very similar, where you get so caught up in the worries of the moment and tomorrow, you forget to reread your story. That's why it's powerful what she said, because. You don't. Th- you, you think of like maybe mistakes you made or whatever, but if you view it as God is sovereign and He's in total control, and if you yield your life to Him, He's going to use you. He wrote your story on purpose. Yeah. I used to regret. I was like, man, I wasted time being a teacher. Yes. Why didn't I just get into radio earlier? Mm-hmm. But no, I've since gone. No, no. God wrote that story, that part of my story, that chapter on purpose, mm-hmm. and He's using it for His glory. Yeah. And He's He's using it in me on purpose. You see? Right. And that's what you're saying. It's the Right? I mean, you're, yeah. this, your story is God wrote it. Truly prepared season now, so why do you feel inadequate? Are you doubting that God has you here? You know? Yeah, and it's also the, the world has trained us, and it's still in me. It's been 20 years, but trained us to think, like, if you're going to be on radio, you do broadcast journalism or <laughs> right. you do communications. You yeah, and so you forget God's economy is different. It's similar to when he had me go into the season of staying at home, and I was like, God, this doesn't make sense. I know that sounds messed up, but like we we talk about being honest with the Lord, and I was just like, what? Like, how does this make sense for me to be at home? I'm not preparing anything. I'm not building a career. And I remember my mentor at the time telling me, God doesn't work the way corporate does or the way the, the world does. He doesn't need a resume. He doesn't need a college degree. If he says someone's going to do something, they're going to do it. And he knows how to get you there. So it's almost like revisiting that idea of he prepared me the way he needed to for the work that he knows needs to be done. So he used what he knew I needed, not what the world says you need to to prepare. And that's that's so clear in scripture as a theme, but you forget it sometimes. Yeah. And I, I've had to re- reread the God's calling of Moses a few times in my life because it's actually awkward how much he tried to resist God's call. It's like Moses, Moses it's like Moses, stop! <laughs> like multiple times, he's like, pick somebody else. You're Didn't talking he try to, to God. Send, like Aaron, like can you send my brother? Well, I mean, yeah. And God finally relented and said, "All right, fine, I'll send him with you." Yeah, but you're going. But because Moses felt totally unprepared, like he's like, "Who am I to speak to God yeah. to your people?" And yet, if you look at his life, he's the perfect person yeah. to do it. Yes. He just couldn't see his story in totality. Right. Which is why that wisdom is so good. To What, what is the line again? It's She says, when you feel inadequate, reread your story. Yeah. That's you know, good. And, and, and in my case, now I'm as I'm unpacking it, validate it. Look back. It's like uh, Ruth Graham telling Anne Graham Lotz. Don't waste your time in in the wilderness. It was a wilderness, and the Lord did something there for a reason. And so I need to go back and validate it, maybe even journal about it. And so I, I was, as I'm struggling with feelings of inadequacy, and and even we talk about ministry and am I fit for God's work? And I'm very passionate about God's work, and my number one ministry is at home, as a as a wife and as a mom. And so. 
it, as I was struggling and wrestling last weekend, it's all of that is like, am I doing enough with homeschooling? We have, you have one. I have a 16 year old. He's right. about to leave. And I'm like, have I done enough? And now I'm like replaying things that mm-hmm. I, I could have done this or I could have done that. Right. I'm trying to scram. I'm like, test this tomorrow. Let's sit down. Like, I want to sit him down and be like, okay, I didn't tell you this. We didn't do this. You know, and feeling inadequate as a mom. Because of th- I think a lot of times as Christian women, even if it's implicit, we have this ideal we're shooting for. We want to be a godly wife. And we want to like knock, we want to nail all the areas, right? Yeah, you want to be a perfect wife, perfect mom, perfect at your job. Yeah. Um, You want to be a good partner. So am I managing the finances the way I'm supposed to? And then, of course, you got this job. So then you're reminded daily of like, am I being patient? Am I encouraging him? And if I'm spending too much time with my husband, I'm not spending enough time with the kids. And just all the pulling in all directions. And there are a lot of areas. There, Mm -hmm. I, I might starve in my neighbor. Right. You know, we talk about this on the show. It's and, just and for women, am I pretty? Am I pretty enough? Hello. Am I physically yes. correct? And yes. Oh my and, gosh. And that's that's all on you guys because us men, we're like, yes, you're, you're perfect. Chill. You're, we, you're yeah, the you, best. Yeah, if, if, if Len were here, he'd agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, why are you tripping? And we don't break out into Billy Joel. We love you just, just oh, the way you, you are. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but but you know. As I think about this, we all set those ideals for ourselves, right? And we carry this weight around, and then we fake it. You know, like yeah. how, how you, you want you want people to think you got it all together. Yes, you're on social media, like look at my cute kids. They didn't know the screaming that happened yeah. before the picture was taken. Oh, yes. <laughs> so a lot of this is the unspoken battle, I think, of Christian women. You're saying, right? Yes, unspoken battle. So either you fake it, or in the last couple of years, you walk around broken. And so I I shared two years ago. Which is good. I'm just saying, I'll show, two days ago when I was talking to Nancy Kane on air, which, to be honest, <laughs> after the weekend I had, <laughs> it was that interview was for me. So yep. if y'all were blessed, that's good. I'm that was happy. an accident. <laughs> I know. So it, um, in the book, in the beginning of her book, Stages of the Soul, which friends of the show, and, and if you gave, you're getting the book. So please read it. It's amazing. She shared and she was like, if there's like an undercover person that can observe your life, will they walk away and say, wow, their relationship with the, with the Lord is so deep? In years ago, I would have thought, well, yeah, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, and I, I'm discipling my children. What she said was, will they see joy and freedom? Brian, joy. And then I'm like, we glorify being broken. And I'm very passionate about being transparent and being real. So I walk around telling people, girl, I am struggling. I feel guilty. I feel that's good. But after a while, it's like, wow, can people walk away and be like, wow, the Lord's carrying her yoke. Look at her. She's like walking in freedom and trusting him. They're not. And here I go. Like, I just shared a big secret. They're not. So you don't even have to be undercover. I just told you. (laughs) I realized they're like. Man, I have to, there's something in the, we talk about grace, but like we say in the show, there's a lot of it we don't walk. Like how much of my burdens do I give him, really? Oh yeah. Because part of that burden is, am I a good enough mom? Am I covering all the bases as a godly woman? 
that comes and goes. There are seasons where I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. And so that brings me to the second nugget. And again, I felt like she was like over here in my spiritual conversation with the Lord. I don't know how she got this, but I needed this. She said, change the perspective of the ideal. And then she said, when people look at the Proverb 31 woman and all of her qualities. And then she broke it down. She was like, and then she qualified. She was like, I know we don't know if she was a person or if it was an ideal, but when we look at her, and and this is something we pursue as a godly woman, and you look at all her qualities and the way she did business and took care of her kids and her husband. She said, do, do you, you realize that throughout time, when you look at Christian women, the way to look at that is all of those qualities manifested themselves throughout her life and not all, all in, in one, one season. season. Wow. That, to me, that was a... I, I was so, freed so, in that moment. <laughs> so stop trying to be all of the Proverbs 31 woman qualities at once and just know that you're going to focus on one in a season. And throughout your life, in, in, in the rearview mirror, you're going to see that in your life. Yes. Interesting. She, she, it was almost like I realized, oh my goodness, I'm zooming into her and thinking she is all of this right now, like today. Right. She, it was, it, she didn't say it this way, but I walked away thinking, okay, I got to zoom out. So by the end of my life, these are the qualities I want people to to have seen, and hopefully it will be all the ones she she shows. Right. But basically, she was kind of telling me, "Give yourself grace when you have little children, or you're home. in my case, I'm homeschooling, so I got six kids at home all the time." She's like, "There's no way you're going to be just nailing, let's say, ministry." And I'll give you an example. Not that you're not faithful and you don't pursue excellence. But yeah, maybe I won't be able to do an, a blog or write a book, you know, and it's okay if you're like, I'm still learning about finances. I can't nail it and be on top of it because I'm so overwhelmed with the little kids or I'm in a season where my teens are. It was kind of that. She was like, give yourself grace in certain areas. You cannot nail everything all at once in one season. Wow. That's freeing for Does somebody. Does that help you as a dad? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, it does, because we, we think we have to be God's ideal for every aspect of our life in every moment, when the reality is, if you look backwards, you can see that he he's working on us one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, we, but for some reason, we forget. And we, we forget, yeah. and for good reasons. A lot of times, for good reasons. As I'm wrestling with the Lord, I'm realizing, it, even if it's because I want to serve you better— and because I love you, that can become a burden. Trying to be all of Proverbs 31, that's such a distraction to just love me. Like, you know, be sit in my presence and I'll go with you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm so busy trying to like, I just want to serve you well. It's kind of like the Mary and Martha thing, yeah. really. It, com- <laughs> it, it always comes down to that. And then, you know, we a lot of the, the two nuggets that we've shared. So she told me, when you feel inadequate, reread your story. Change the perspective of the ideal. And this, these two were life-changing. But the next one, the last one she gave me, was so practical. I just like, I just want to drop the mic. I would bring all of y'all to her house if I could. <laughs> I was like, I got to write this down and I want to share this. And I've shared before and I'm sharing now that for the last couple of years especially, I've been feeling 
inadequate and feeling like for everything you're saying everything as a wife at as home a as a as a wife and then now here yeah. in ministry and I say this because we all share this we're all trying to balance and you know and just feeling like I am not enough and of course here we go I I'm not the only one we have someone texting that says I have always wanted to stay home full time with with my children and I feel like I'm missing out on their everyday moments I always feel inadequate. Wow, that's a. I always feel inadequate. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's for great things. We love our kids. We want to be faithful. Then you have some women who do stay at home and feel inadequate for other reasons. I'm not helping my husband, you know, bringing money into the home or whatever. We have these feelings. And in these nuggets, she helped me identify and better deal with them. So I'll, I'll kind of review. Number one, she said, when you feel inadequate, reread your story. So even if it, if it, this would have helped me even as a younger mom, because a lot of times you're like, I can't do it. I want to be a great mom, but I'm not sufficient. In my case now with either the teens or now with ministry. And she took me back and said, everything he's taking you through, all the experiences you just shared with me. This is like after two hours of sitting with her. All of that was intentional, and the Lord was preparing you, and it's in you for the task He has at hand today. You know, and it helped me own it because she said, that's why you don't have to compare yourself with other people, because nobody has what He put in you. All of that is for this moment and for what He's given you. It It was just so amazing. And so that was number one, reread your story. Number two, change the perspective of the ideal. And so we know as Christian women, even if it's implicit, we're pursuing the ideal, which is usually the Proverbs 31 woman. And she was nailing it in the home, outside the home, (laughs) her kids, her husband, all of that. And so she said, do you realize that all of these qualities she had were throughout her life and not necessarily all manifested in one season? Then she broke it down. She's like, when you have little children, there are going to be areas that you're just not going to succeed at because your time, your energy are just poured into one area or you're still growing in another area. So it's like almost telling me, give yourself grace and zoom out and learn to look at the Proverbs 31 woman as a, in her lifetime. So, you know, and she said, you know, things will be stronger in certain seasons. That was amazing. So change the perspective of the, the ideal And then, oh my goodness, (laughs) as we continue to talk, one of the things I kept coming around to, and I've shared it here, and I know we shouldn't feel this, but I'm honest with God, so I just, it keeps coming back around. And then obviously with her, she was like, I realize you have a lot of false guilt. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) yes. Oh, and then she said, now, mind you, yeah, so she had a lot of kids just like I did. And so and it her journey was different to mine, but she's raised guilt? the guilt of am I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I spending enough time with the kids? To be honest, as a homeschool mom, am I preparing them enough? And so it doesn't come off my lips as guilt. But she said the root of that is this guilt, like you're not doing enough and you feel guilty. And so she said, she, first she broke down and she said there's real guilt and then there's false guilt. She okay. said real guilt is 
you even as a mom, you can do things that are wrong. You bring it to the Lord and you know and trust that he forgives you. And she said there your sins are to him like from the east is from the west. It's gone. And you ask your children for forgiveness. That's real guilt. She said false guilt are things that you expectations that you're not meeting. And so you hold this thing of like, I'm not reaching this and you know, and so you create, you make it a guilt in your life. She's like, you you struggle with that. So as we were talking about it, uh, it my guilt revolves around time a lot. We don't have enough time. We just don't. Not when you got six kids and, and a husband got six, and a job. Exactly. We just yeah. don't have enough time. And so I love that even after she shared some help and some encouragement that was more abstract and that I needed and that were game changers. There was advice she gave me that was so tangible and so freeing. So she said, you know, we we only have, all of us only have 24 hours, you know, and then she, she stopped and she said, if somebody broke into your house and they grabbed your most precious item. She said, think of, think of it. Bring it to mind. Maybe it's something your grandma gave you or your mom gave you. And then she said, in your life, so she said, that's your house. In your life, that is your time. If anyone takes of your time, they cannot give it back to you. It's gone. So look at your time like golden apples. And I love the visual, and she kept bringing, bringing me back. They're, they're golden apples, and they're finite. You only have so many. And then she said, try to look at your time kind of like as blocks. She went back to Jesus, and she said, if Jesus, if Jesus's life would have been taken, our faith would not be what it is today. He gave his life. She said, you want to do the same thing with your time. Be generous with your time, but don't let people take it from you. You give your time. Isn't that deep? Just Oof. that. Isn't that deep? Well, because people take our time. Oh, my goodness. And we let them. We let them. And it starts with our kids. It's a bunch of good intentions or good causes, you know? So then she said, so if you look at your time as blocks and you're intentional in terms of how who you give it to and how you give it. Now, this was the most freeing part as a mom. I homeschool, so my kids are home all day long. And so for me, I feel like I should be available all day long. So when I rest in my mind, I'm like, especially since yeah. we have that feeling of like they're growing, they're growing so fast. Right. I'm like, I should be playing a board game or I should be reading with the baby. And even if you spend time with two, you still got four you didn't spend. <laughs> so it's like all day long. So then she said, if you look at your block as, as time, and you're saying, just for the sake of discussion, let's say I, I'm going to give my kids tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 12. She said, if you're going to give that time to your children, you give it 100%. You turn your phone off. You're not on the Internet. You're not on the phone. You are with your children doing whatever it is you determine to do. And then she said, when the block is over and you do whatever else you're going to do, you don't have to feel guilty. You gave. And it's done and it's over. It just helped me in terms of boundaries because it was a very visual. And then she was like, and then it's gone. But you're happy about where it's gone because it was intentional and it was given, not taken from you. 
And she said the same thing with ministry and people, you know? And then she was like, when you have these blocks and you're aware of your golden apples, you make a list of the things that you're going to give your golden apples to. And then know whatever's not on this, whatever is not on the list is just not. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You've determined it. This is what gets it. This is when they get it. That was so practical and so freeing. And then her, just her eyes, she looked at me and she said, listen, I am 80 years old. Remember, golden apples. When they're gone, they're gone. Isn't that? Oh, Ooh, wow. I, oh, my gosh. It was amazing. My favorite part of that was just when she said, then when they're given, outside of that, you don't have to feel guilty. You know? And, well, that, and then you wouldn't, I needed right? That. I mean, if, if you're wholeheartedly giving yourself to whatever that golden apple is at the moment, and, and you're giving it to someone, you don't have to feel guilty when you walk away because you totally gave it to them. But when you spend your day, like I, I would, you're yeah. doing about three things at once. Yes. You're never totally in one. Right. You walk away feeling guilty about all three. Exactly. That's. Ex- I'm glad. That's mm-hmm. the root of what I'm saying. That's why it was freeing. And because I do do that. In the golden apple that I've given or really that have been taken away, <laughs> I'm not fully there. And right. I am distracted. Or at the very least, I'm weary like, oh, I got to be here. You know, and so, of course, you walk away like it, it wasn't enough because you really weren't there and it wasn't intentional. But I love that she said, what a great lesson for your children to learn boundaries like that. Yeah. Oh, and she so gave it free. to you. You don't have to wait till you're 80 to have that lesson. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, you're close, but. <laughs> wow, <Brian. laughs> I'm just kidding. You're only halfway there. Oh, it was More a game changer. Amazing. When I was sharing with my friend, I had to. Like, we were like. <laughs> We both have a bunch of kids, and we both work. And when I told her, she was like, listen, we're going to meet at the Jewish Community Center, which is kind of like the why, mm-hmm. today. Just, like, let's go to the pool. Just finding a way to, like, you got to hear this. God's designed this for fellowship. It releases women. Yes. And so when I told her about my friend that I met with yesterday, an 80-year-old woman, and I just was so refreshed. I first walk in, lunch is on the table, and she's listening to my story shares three nuggets with me based on my story. So not only is she like encouraging me, but she first takes the time to like validate me, listen to me in terms of who are you? Yes. And intentionally. So like when I'm like, Oh, so how many kids did you have? How many? She's like, no, I want to talk about you. And as a mom, how many of us don't need that? We're just pouring out. We're dry in a sense. You know, like you're pouring out and ministering to. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing. And I'm saying that because we talk about mentorship here. And when I shared it with my friend, she just the lunch part, she was like, wow, I want to be that when I'm 80. To do that to another young mom, because we know what it feels like at this stage. You know, so little things like that. But the three nuggets she shared, she said, validate your whole story. When you feel inadequate, reread your story. Number two, change the perspective of the ideal. So she was talking about the Proverbs 31 woman. As we pursue that, know that all of these qualities weren't manifested in one season. Look at her life. So it helped me give grace to different areas of my life based on my season. And my favorite of all was number three when she said, don't let people take your golden nuggets or your golden apples. Time is finite. She said, be like the Lord. And instead of having people take away 
your time, give it away. Be generous, but give it away with intention. And that released me and helped me deal with guilt in terms of time. But the key is, it's on me to, when I give somebody my time, giving them 100%. So we t- I'm talking about kids. I talked about kids, but mm. I don't know if you do this, but in dating, I'll have my phone, when I date my husband, my phone next to me. Or I'll be like, wait, hold on. I got to send this quick text. Like yeah. my mind isn't there. Or I'll be like, oh, it's okay to talk about the kids, but I think I need to do more of, I don't want to talk about the kids. I want to talk about you. Telling my husband mm. that, like be there with him. Yeah, it's hard to do though, isn't it? Because so often we are in our minds where we want to be next. Yeah. Or where we thought we would rather be. Yeah. <laughs> but if if you view it in the way she was giving you advice, where it's a golden apple, you're going to give away your time and you're going to be a hundred percent committed to it for this block of time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about the thing you wanted to do because you'll have time to do it. Yes. You've yeah. Okay. You're like the next apple I'm going to give away. Is I'm going to go and like in, in my in Ron's case maybe go and work in his wood shop. Yeah. But if if you don't know what's next and you're not keeping track of and holding on to your time like a precious golden apple, yes. you're always worried about who's taking it next. Right? Who's <laughs> right? taking it? Like yes. Give me that back. And listen, I want to stress this because she looked at me when she said this and like reiterated like three times. She said, "Janelle, I am 80 years old. I'm telling you, it's golden apples." And they don't come back when they're gone. Mm. You know, and it's obvious and we hear it, but we don't do what she said, which was she specifically told me, guard it jealously. Like, you know, be be like real about it. Guard your time. Why is that important? Another example, when I don't guard my time, it makes it harder to spend time with the Lord. Because I'm all over sure. the place. The kids always need something. I always mm-hmm. There's always something for me to do. But it's like you said, when you guard your time, you have intentionally set time aside to say, no, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm spending time with the Lord. And you yeah. can say that and be free and said, I already gave you time. This is my time with God. And as a mom, we want to do the best for our kids. What better lesson than to teach them to be intentional with their time? But the hardest part about that is the no. A lot of us struggle with that. We do. But if you view your time as this precious golden apple you're going to give away, it'll be easier to say no. Yes. Because you'll know what God has for you in the moment. Like it's, it's, you know, people feel this pressure at church, for example, that if someone asks you to help, you have to say yes, because mm-hmm. it's right. for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yes. Like you, you can give your, of yourself or your time, your talent, your spiritual gift in one area. Yep. And if someone says, hey, I'd like you to do this too. No, no, you can't take that from me because I'm giving my golden apple to this ministry in the oh, church. Oh, my goodness. And God bless you, but no. Yes. Listen, I have seen people struggle with this in ministry and as volunteers in church. And that's and, and if you need to hear this, please listen, because my husband is a PK and a pastor's kid, and he's seen it. Like, you hear the stories. Some of the most dangerous areas— of having your time taken away is in the church. And a lot of times it's us because like you said, it's good causes. You want to serve God. And you, and you feel pressure that it's someone asking you like on behalf of Jesus to help do this one thing that they want you to do. Yeah. Well, don't let them take your time. Yeah. Pray about it. And if God's guiding you in a different direction, say no. Yes. You're not saying no to Jesus. You're saying no to something you're not supposed to be doing right now because right. you're already saying yes and giving your golden apple to something he's calling you to be doing. Yeah. Now, we all deal with inadequacies, but in this case, Janelle was pointing to her personal ones and ones many women 
are dealing with, feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. And uh, may the Lord bless this 80-year-old woman. We're not going to tell you who she is because she wouldn't want no. you to know. It's not about her. She it wants it to matter. be about Jesus. It matters that she's 80. Like a lot of experience and she loves the Lord. Oh, I love advice. But So I'm encouraging older people, please help us. Yeah, Talk we need to you. us. <laughs> we need you. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekday 6 to 9 a.m., interact with us, talk with us, download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Doug Hayner, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.